Welcome to the 10th edition of Whistler's Mic Drop. We're glad you can join us. Uh, no special guest for us this, uh, this week as the Broncos are on bye week. However, we are going to review where the Broncos uh, have been and where they're going as they enter the bye week. Three and six going into week 10. Nothing they can do about that record coming in. That 0-4 start is just uh, too big a hole, I think, for the Broncos to overcome. Uh, that really they can, um, with six losses, you can't afford any more uh, in order to uh, make the playoffs or be in good position to make the playoffs. They have a very rugged schedule on the uh, other side of this by at Minnesota, at Buffalo. Both of those teams are 6-3. and three. Then they're home against the Chargers. And, of course, Phillip Rivers, uh, they generally split with the Chargers. And they're, they're better than the team they were when the Broncos went out to Carson, California, to play them. Uh, then after that, at Houston, 6-3, and three, and at Kansas City, 6-3, and three, and they should have Patrick Mahomes back for that game. So even if the Broncos play the best they can possibly play and split those four games on the road, again, at Minnesota, at Buffalo, at Houston, at Kansas City, it's still eight losses, and they're pretty much done uh, as far as the playoffs. But uh, things are looking up after that Cleveland Browns game. Um, Baker Mayfield did, uh, did not play well in the first half and early in the third quarter. Started playing pretty well there in the last quarter and a half. He was, he was accurate at the end. Didn't make the plays to get in the end zone against that uh, red zone tough Denver defense. The Denver defense coming together uh, in Vic Fangio's system. They are now the fourth-ranked defense in the National Football League, ninth uh, in points allowed, so they're doing a heck of a job. And the offense did much better with Brandon Allen at quarterback and uh, Rich Scangarello coming up with a game plan uh, for Brandon Allen that fit his uh, uh, Allen's qualities and characteristics as an athlete. Start with the athlete. I thought uh, really the play that got the Broncos going was uh, a third in their second series. There was a third and eight. Uh, Brandon Allen uh, rushed for 11 yards and picked up the first down. That kind of energized the team, energized the crowd. Uh, they did not have mobility at quarterback with Joe Flacco the first eight games. Flacco, by the way, don't take this away. Much better thrower, much better arm than Brandon Allen. Allen had some underthrows that were dangerous in that game and got away uh, from, with them against the Browns. Uh, we'll see if he can clean those up going forward against us, the much tougher defenses with the Vikings uh, and the Buffalo Bills these next two games. But, uh, uh, you know, they won, and so you accentuate the positive in that. Uh, tremendous pass to Cortland Sutton, who made a, uh, a terrific uh, over-the-defender uh, catch in the end zone. Uh, they just made plays for him. Sutton made a huge play for Brandon Allen. And then Noah Fant made a huge play. Uh, for Brandon Allen. It's the second big play that Fant has made, the rookie tight end from Iowa, pick number 20. Uh, he uh, took, a, took a crossing route, you know, a basically an eight-yard crossing route, and turned it into a 75-yard catch and run, breaking uh, one big tackle and then shedding a couple of uh, guys who were reaching from him uh, from behind and just outran the secondary, outran cornerbacks. It was uh, something to behold. You can see why he was a first-round talent. So the Broncos beat the Browns 24-19. to They hold on there at the end. Uh, Browns had their chances. Uh, 
That fourth and one at the five, I was saying beforehand, kicked the field goal. That makes it 17-15. Where a touchdown there puts them up 19-17. Of course, that's an advantage, but not, not that big of an advantage with that much uh, time left on the clock. It was too do or die uh, to go for it. They, they were short. I thought uh, Baker Mayfield got a bad spot, but he was short. Uh, the Broncos had a third one, a tremendous safety blitz by Justin Simmons. Called by Vic Fangio, executed by the safety, made it fourth and four. Then Devontae Harris and Kareem Jackson broke up that pass across the middle to Jarvis Landry, while Odell Beckham was open uh, uh, down, down the sidelines. Uh, so the Broncos, uh, a little fortuitous uh, with their win, but they've had some tough luck losses also. So uh, uh, they all kind of even out. They are three and six. Uh, you know, Venetary, who made that 51-yard kick this last week, and he misses the field goal against Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, Pinheiro of the Bears makes a 51-yarder, 53-yarder against the Broncos at mile high, and then he comes back and uh, uh, misses this last week against the Eagles. So uh, that's, the way, that's the way it happens sometimes uh, in some of the seasons. Uh, but the Broncos... Uh, do have some silver linings. Uh, if you go to 9news.com, I wrote a story uh, basically recapping the first half. The best win was against the Browns, the most recent win. And the reason for that is just the emotion of it all. As a practical matter, that win against the Chargers in Carson was more significant. It's a division game. It's against Phillip Rivers. And it was the Broncos' first win after an 0-4 start. But the Browns, with a, uh, you know, beating the Browns with a new quarterback just energized the team, energized Broncos country, I think, lifted the spirits. Uh, nothing like winning that uh, in front of the home crowd with a new quarterback that kind of uh, buoys a team going into the bye. The worst loss, 30-6 to against the Chiefs in Week 7. Even without Patrick Mahomes, who got uh, hurt with a dislocated kneecap early in the second quarter, uh, the Broncos just didn't show up. Their offense was putrid in that game. Flacco sacked eight times. They got another sack on punter Colby uh, Wadman, and the Chiefs defense wasn't very good going into that game. There was a lot of excitement going in. It was Thursday night. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman called the game. It was on uh, national. You had a national cable audience watching, and the Broncos laid an egg after they had won two straight. The Chiefs had lost two straight, and yet uh, the Chiefs showed the Broncos who was boss in the AFC West. Uh, gave some uh, MVPs on offense, went with Cortland Sutton. By an eyelash over Phillip Lindsay. Sutton, uh, 44 catches, already two more than he had all of last year as a rookie. 692 yards and four touchdowns. He's ninth in the league in uh, receiving yards, and he's been big. He's been consistent. His worst game was game two against the Bears when he still had four catches for 40 yards. And uh, he's been big in the two games since the team uh, traded his receiving partner, Emmanuel Sanders. Lindsey has 584 yards rushing, so he's now on pace for 1,005 touchdowns. Plus, he had 160 yards receiving. So his 744 yards from scrimmage is actually uh, more than Cortland Sutton, 45 more than Cortland Sutton. But I go with Sutton because Sutton's been in on 92% of the plays, and he's been a good blocker as well. Lindsey has only been in on 48% of the plays. When Lindsey's in, he gets the ball 
uh, this team, whether fair or not, they don't trust him uh, as a blocker too much. So uh, that's why I gave Sutton, uh, he's played um, about one-third um, uh, more, uh, I should say, 44% uh, uh, more snaps than Philip Lindsay. MVP on defense, it's Justin Simmons. He's played all 601 snaps. Uh, he leads the team in tackles with 53, and he leads the team with two picks and nine pass deflections. Top rookie, Dalton Reisner. It may be Noah Fant at the end of the year, but through nine games, it's Reisner. A center through high school. He was a right tackle at Kansas State. The Broncos saw a left guard in him. He's been there since day one. Since the very first rookie minicamp, he's been with the Broncos' number one offense. Uh, and he has, by those who evaluate offensive linemen, who actually watch him, uh, everyone has said that Reisner is the best offensive lineman. He's also got a really nice personality that, uh, you know, he, he not only had a head start on that from the whole community in Wiggins, but seems like uh, Reisner's getting a whole army of fans here. Uh, could be one of the more popular offensive linemen of all time, really, uh, with the Broncos. Uh, reason for concern post-buy schedule strength. Uh, we told you about it. They start four of their next five games around the road against these opponents at 6-3 and three Minnesota, at 6-2 and two Buffalo, at 6-3 and three Houston, and at 6-3 and three Kansas City. Broncos will not be favored in any of those games. They'll have to split against those four to have any chance at an 8-8. Eight and eight. That's the best they can possibly to, uh, do. Um, it's looking like the best they can possibly do realistically is 6-10. and 10. Reason to pay attention post-buy, the young quarterbacks, Brandon Allen, Andrew Locke. It's just not about Locke, who's the second-round uh, draft choice. Allen will start against Minnesota. He will start against Buffalo. There's a chance, and I know there's a, a big movement out there among the media and, and fandom for uh, Locke to start in game. Uh, uh, it would be, let's see, 10-11, uh, game 12 against the Chargers. He's not ready yet. I don't think he'll even be activated for that game. I think he will be activated and play back up against the Texans, play back up against the Chiefs, and then you see Drew Locke in the final two games against the Lions and Raiders, both those games at Empower Field. So that's, uh, that's basically a look at the Broncos going into the bye. Biggest surprise, Alexander Johnson. What a find. Probably should have played him against Jacksonville. When Josie Jewell went down with that injury, they put in Corey Nelson, and the team... Uh, Jacksonville really ran all over the Broncos in the second half. I think had Fangio put in Alexander Johnson, the Broncos would be four and five uh, at this point right now instead of uh, three and six. But uh, Fangio knows when a Johnson was ready and when he's not, he obviously is more than ready when he came in. He has 41 tackles in the last five games uh, to lead the Broncos in that span. Overall, he's third on the team in tackles behind Todd Davis and Justin Simmons, who are tied for first with 53. Alexander Johnson has actually played at a Pro Bowl level for five games. Let's see how he does in the second half, starting with Dalvin Cook and the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and then Devontae Harris has been a nice find, uh, who was cut by the Bengals uh, before final cut roster cuts on August 31st. Broncos picked him up. He's played every snap the last four games at cornerback opposite 
um, Chris Harris. And how about Derek Wolf? Three and a half sacks combined. Uh, two sacks and one and a half in the past two years. And he has five sacks already in the last nine games for the Broncos this year. Really five sacks in his last five games. So Derek Wolf is really on a roll as he goes into, as he's in his contract year and goes into free agency after this year. So there's uh, uh, Cliss's mic drop, uh, the bye week edition, uh, week 10. We'll do this again next week as we preview the Broncos game against the Vikings. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we've got a couple stories up at 9news.com. One looking at the nine most pleasant surprises among the players. I already told you Alexander Johnson is number one, but there's a pretty good list. And then uh, the best and the worst and uh, uh, some of the biggest disappointments, which, by the way, uh, Bryce Callahan and Jawan James were the biggest disappointments that I have on the 9news.com story. Um, uh, James has played 32 snaps, or about one half of one game through the first nine games, and Bryce Callahan hasn't taken one snap all year, both because of injuries. They are making a combined $23.5 million. So uh, that's been tough uh, for the Broncos through the first nine games. And we'll see if uh, James should play against the Vikings. We'll see about Bryce Callahan. That's it for Cliss's Mic Drop. Um, thank you very much for paying attention and listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.